Welcome to the Pixels and in Ink podcast. This is the show where we bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using multi-channel marketing to dramatically boost your leads and sales. From the top sales and marketing minds across agencies, print service providers, and enterprise marketers, you'll hear what's working and not working so you can be on the cutting edge without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, here are your hosts, Mackenzie Farshid and Dave Rosendahl. Hey listeners, welcome back to another episode of Pixels in Ink. We're so happy that you joined us today. Hey guys and girls, how are you? It's good to see you. Hey Mackenzie, how's it going? It's going beautiful. <laughs> it's going beautiful? <laughs> another wonderful day. <laughs> it is another wonderful day. Well folks, thanks for joining us today. We're really uh, honored that you would spend your time with us today. As you know, we're in the midst of a series where we're talking about all things digital marketing. Boop, boop. Yep. And uh, if you haven't listened to the prior episodes, we've covered some really fascinating topics including IP targeting. Uh, we looked at how to use IP targeting in industries like higher ed, and we also had uh, two Google AdWords experts. So we've really uh, kind of peeled the layers back on a number of different topics, and today's we're really excited about because it's something that's pretty new to many of you. Yep, it's pretty new, but also really easy to get going. That's true. So today we're really excited to have two gentlemen, Kalpak Bindi and Sairam Krishnan from Push Crew, um, who have a product where companies can easily send push notifications. So what are push notifications? State. Yeah, that's a great question. It's actually something we've been experimenting with recently here at Mindfire. You may have noticed that if you visited our website. So here's here here it is in a nutshell. Basically, imagine you go to a website, McKinsey, mm -hmm. and uh, let's say it's shoes.com, and because <laughs> we know you love shoes, right? <laughs> and uh, as you're browsing that website, a little pop-up appears, maybe in the upper right-hand corner, that says, hey, would you like to receive special offers on a regular basis from shoes.com? And you can either accept or deny that. Uh, let's say you're in a good mood and you click accept. From that point on, shoes.com can push notifications to your desktop via your browser and alert you to special offers like, hey, there's a 10% off uh, coupon or come check out this new shoe that we just released. So it gives the marketer behind shoes.com, which by the way is a made up brand, I'm sure somebody owns that, but <laughs> just using that as an example, uh, it, it gives them a way to be able to communicate with you, McKinsey, uh, outside of email and some of the more, uh, let's say, crowded uh, media that are out there. And what we've seen, and we're gonna share that today in today's episode, some really incredible data around click-through rates and engagement with these push notifications. So it's it's really quite interesting. Yeah, and then from a user's perspective, so from the perspective of someone who's getting the push notifications. Like you buying the shoes. Like me buying the shoes. Uh, it's a way that you can consume information from people and brands that you like. So you go to a site, you like their brand, you like their product, you like their service, you like their crew, um, and then you have the ability to opt in to say, yes, I want to hear information from you. Yes, I want to learn about the latest articles that you have out. Yes, I want to learn about the discount code. So uh, it's, it's really cool. It gives people the ability to connect with marketing that they're interested in. And so again, the reason why we're bringing this to you folks is as a marketer, as you're sitting there, regardless of whether you're B2B or B2C, you're looking for new and engaging ways to reach out and touch your customers, reach out and touch your prospects, uh, new and engaging ways to cut through the clutter. And so push notifications are definitely one thing you should consider. Yep, let's go right into it. All right, let's go hang out with the guys. Hi, gentlemen. Welcome to Pixels and Ink. So we generally like to start by getting to know our guests uh, so that our listeners have some context. Um, so we'll start with you, Sai, since we have two of you today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, both in the business environment, but also outside of work? So family, hobbies, interests? Uh, hi, Mackenzie. Uh, glad to be on here. Um, 
My name is Sairam. I head marketing at Pushcrew. It's a Wingify product. Uh, I have been in marketing for a while now, which I think is my fifth or sixth year. And uh, it's, it's been a good thing doing digital marketing for a while. But I got into it through content marketing. Uh, that was sort of my first love. And then um, through content marketing, I started going into writing. So I still do a lot of writing outside of work. I do a lot of history writing. I write for a lot of magazines here in India. So that's one of the things I do. Mm, interesting. And what about you, Kalpak? Hey, McKinsey. Hey, Dave. So, yeah, uh, to begin with, thank you for the opportunity for this podcast. To be honest, this is my first ever podcast that I've been on, and I'm really excited about oh, it. Oh, congratulations. So, Yay. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah, just like uh, Sai, out of work, I'm also a writer, but I'm much more of a procrastinator than Sai. So when I call myself a writer, I actually doubt that myself. And uh, I also do uh, stand-up comedy uh, occasionally. Really? So that's something I've started doing. Yeah. Wow. But it's very in the initial stages, so I'm still an open micer, uh, not yet established over here. Wow. What an honor. That's uh, the first time we've had a stand-up comedian yeah, on the podcast, right? Yeah, exciting. <laughs> Some people think they're comedians. <laughs> but... <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what you do outside of work then in addition to the comedy. Yeah, uh, as I said, in addition to comedy, I write. Uh, I write articles and uh, fiction, short fiction, poetry. Uh, I participated in a few poetry slam events. So these are some of the creative things that I like to do outside of work. And uh, as a part of the Push Crew team, I'm one of the four guys who manage the entire sales force uh, for Push Crew. And I've been associated with the company a little less than a year now, but it's been a wonderful experience. I can confidently say it's one of the best companies to work for in India, although you won't see it in any of those lists. But uh, yeah, the experience has been amazing. That's wonderful. So Sai, you are head of marketing and Kalpak, you are overseeing sales. Did I get that correctly? Yes. Okay. So, gentlemen, we came across your company, I believe, through the Digital Marketer uh, podcast, Perpetual Traffic. And we heard Molly Pittman and their uh, crew there raving about push notifications and specifically your service. So tell us, how do most companies use Push Crew? And what are the use cases that you see folks, marketers specifically, using your service for? So, in my experience, uh the three main categories of companies that uh, we have seen use Pushcrew majorly are A, the publishers and the content websites, uh, B, the e-commerce companies, and three, the other SaaS companies. Okay. So the Pushcrew, uh, as you know, is a website push notification tool, and it the main uh, motive of the tool is to re-engage with your website audience. So in case of publishing companies and news companies, for example, Hindustan Times in India is a large publication group and they are one of our biggest clients. And they have Pushcrew deployed on all their websites. So such companies can use Pushcrew to push uh, the latest articles to their readers and people like to get uh, notified about the latest articles of the publications they are following. Then there are other content websites like College Humor who are one of our clients also. Uh, they've been using Pushcrew to push, again, their, their content, whichever new articles and posts they come up with. And uh, then there are the e-commerce companies uh, that use Pushcrew to drive traffic towards uh, their particular product pages and if they're running any offers to announce the offers to share the promo codes and such. And so, Mackenzie, the way this works, as you've experienced and, and guys, we're using this on our website as well, 
when somebody visits a website, well, like one of the websites that Calpac just mentioned, mm-hmm. there's a little pop-up that comes up, a little uh, opt-in box, if you will, that says, do you want to receive push notifications from mm-hmm. this website? And then listeners, as you say yes to that, presume, you know, assuming you say yes, from that point forward, then the website or the marketer behind the website can push notifications to you. And uh, that can be content with a link that drives you to someplace on their website. Yep. So listeners, if you, I'm sure you have been asked to opt in to push notifications at a variety of different sites, but it's often little, the bar in the upper right corner that scrolls onto your screen with maybe the latest news, or I know we use it, for example, when we send out a podcast episode, we'll say, hey, check out our new episode of Pixels and Ink. But something that I really like um, that when we were speaking with uh, you guys before this, I think it was a few weeks ago or something is you said that push notifications gives people the opportunity to say yes to something that they're interested in you know so it's you're on their website you like their brand maybe you like their news you like their product and now it's you know what just say yes to getting some more information about that so i i like the idea of this being a marketing tool that gives people the opportunity to say yes and opt in to some marketing or some information that they're already interested in and want to learn about exactly And uh, so as a company, uh, Wingify, we have a vision statement where we want to make marketing a delightful concept. In today's time, people are so much bombarded with marketing and advertising everywhere they go and everywhere they browse on the internet. It's become kind of a negative term and people are really averse towards it. So we want to make marketing a delightful experience, not just for the marketers, but for the marketees as well, when you know they will really like the products being marketed to because that is want, what they want to buy or what they want to read. So you've mentioned Wingify and Push Crew. What's the relationship between those two entities? Wingify is the parent company. Okay. And so Push Crew is, is one of the companies that Wingify has under its umbrella? So Dave, here's how it is. So, uh... Wingify was started in around 2010-2011. It's been a while now, um, and it's uh, at that point of time, Martech wasn't exactly, and A/B testing wasn't exactly one of the things that people everywhere talked about. Conversion optimization wasn't yet the thing that it is today. So when uh, Wingify came up with VWO, its first product, which is Visual Website Optimizer, and um, it came up with the first product and A/B testing was then a completely new uh, thing in uh, marketing. So when online marketing, online marketers sort of understood that you could actually A/B test things and figure out what was working, what was not, and use it to optimize the way that marketing was being done on their websites, um, it became a, a, a total revolution in itself. And VW was one of the pioneers of A/B testing across the world. Uh, even today, uh, it hold, uh, market share of VW is probably 20 to 30 percent of the AB testing market in most countries and sometimes even more. Uh, VW is very popular, uh, in, especially in the MarTech space. And um, when push, and how Pushcrew happened is an entirely different, very cool story. So our CEO, uh, uh, Wingify CEO, Paras Chopra, uh, he's based out of Delhi. And once he was writing his blog, I think, and one of the things that we did in the beginning of marketing VW was figuring out how to write a lot and do a lot of content marketing. So he was very interested in trying to push some of the content that he was writing and he sort of came across web push notifications which at that time nobody had just, it was just a new technology just coming up. Google had let people uh, do this and Paris saw that here's an opportunity that I can use to send uh, more visitors to my blogs, to my articles that I'm writing and if people actually want to sign up and stay connected with me, they can. And 
So it started from there, and then he sort of came up with the idea that, hey, this might be something that other people would want to do, right? Yeah. So um, Push Crew came up, and um, it's been very successful, actually. In the last, uh, it's barely been a year and a half, and we're already 5,000 customers in. We are pretty profitable, uh, and Vinify being a bootstrap company, as opposed to most Indian startups, in the sense that most Indian product startups are funded. Um, they are VC funded, heavily funded by the Valley. At, that, at, at this point of time, we decided to stay the course and be a bootstrap company and make better products by actually creating value and not going after VC money, for instance. And uh, uh, this has served us really well. VW is like uh, VW is a very very powerful brand, and uh, Push Crew is now at least for in a lot of places the leader in push notifications for websites. And uh, this and we've been very we've been we've been very successful in the last year. And uh, it's it's precisely because of the ideology and the you know the the thing that Kalpak was talking about. We really really want to create value for our customers, and and w when Pushcrew does it for uh, more websites and more and more smaller websites for whom traffic is an important thing, it's it's really really it, it it's really really joyful for us. So Kalpak, can you tell us about the process of actually getting this up and running on your website? What does it look like to install Pushcrew on your website? Sure. So the process is very simple. It uh, barely takes you two minutes. It's a smart code. So when you sign up for a Pushcrew account, you get access to your Pushcrew dashboard. And on the dashboard itself, you will get a smart code for your website that you have to copy and paste under the head tag of the web, web page on which you want to show the opt-in. And that's it. It's as simple as that. And uh, so this is for the HTTP websites. In case it is an HTTPS website, there is an additional step where you have to install four root files that you can, again, download from the dashboard itself. So if you're using something like Google Tag Manager, you can just easily add the tag and publish it to all your pages and you're good to go? Yeah, Google Tag Manager is another way you can deploy Push Crew. And as you said, you can just add the tag and all your pages will start showing the opt-in. Also, uh, there is uh, a plugin that we have for all WordPress websites. Also, they can easily install Push Crew through the plugin that is present on WordPress. And also for Shopify and uh, uh, Joomla websites, also there's a plug. There are plugins available to install Push Crew. So basically, people have access to add this to their website, add this to their WordPress, and get that content out. So now, let's say I've got my website, I've got it all installed. Um, what what do they do from there? So let's say someone wants to schedule a push notification out. What are some of the options that they have available, and are they able to kind of see what it looks across looks like across all browsers, so that they get to uh, see what it would look like? for the user yes so so uh, we'll go step by step now that you have installed uh, push crew on your website your website is showing the opt-in and the people who are, who are visiting your website they are either clicking on allow or reject and you have started gathering a certain amount of subscribers let's say you've reached in your first or the second day you've reached 500 to 1000 although we have seen some of our customers with very high traffic they have uh, they have the rate of gathering up to around 6,000 to 7,000 subscribers in a day also. Wow. So it varies from website to website. So yeah, and once you have your subscribers and once you're ready to send your first push, uh, in the dashboard itself there's a big green button where it says send push notification. You go there and you start the process of creating your first push. Uh, you have the option of adding the title of that notification. You have the option of editing the message in that notification. You can enter the URL of the landing page where you want your visitor to land on once they click on that notification. And you can also upload a logo of your website or of your company uh, along with that notification. 
and uh, as you would have seen on the Mac systems it comes on the top right corner on the Windows systems it comes on the bottom right corner so just out of curiosity what percentage of visitors click allow versus reject do you have any data around that uh, we don't have a set data but of what we have uh, observed amongst all our clients uh, a good a healthy conversion ratio would be anywhere between uh, say five to ten percent five being very low uh, but ten being again very high somewhere between this it keeps uh, juggling but this is a good conversion rate so if a website has a traffic of let's say a monthly unique visitors of hundred thousand mm -hmm. uh, you can safely say in the first month they would have subscribers of anywhere between five to ten thousand or a little more than that okay that makes sense and so once I go in and I press that big green button and I create a push notification just generally speaking what are you seeing companies send their subscribers specifically in the case where they're looking to generate leads or drive sales uh, this is case to case so when it, uh, we have a client called uh, dr. axe which is a kind of like a WebMD kind of company where they come up very frequently with articles about uh, you know different health products and uh, natural remedies and stuff so whenever they are up with a new article they would send a notification of that to their subscribers and they also have a store where you, where you could purchase products so for from the e-commerce perspective they send out notifications whenever they're running certain offers uh, there is also an additional feature called the welcome notification which many of our e-commerce customers use uh, whereby they uh, you know, uh, tempt the visitors to click on allow button by saying that click on allow and get a 5% discount and as soon as they click on allow they send a welcome notification with a 5% coupon code. So welcome notification is automatically set in the dashboard and anyone who clicks on allow gets their first notification with the coupon code. So this is one more use case where e-commerce companies are using it. Out of curiosity to follow up on that, are you, because, you know, the way that I think about it, obviously there, we're, we have a website, we're optimized to generate leads and sales. And many of our listeners are either service providers or corporate marketers who are trying to, you know, generate leads and sales like the rest of us. And so um, what we've used it for often is to notify people of, let's say, a new blog post or a new article. And then on that blog post or article, we have a call to action. So some sort of, maybe if you scroll to the bottom, a box where you're able to then click to download ebook or something like that so are you seeing most people right. even if they're trying to generate leads and sales actually push to some sort of valuable content first and then have a call to action after that or yes that is what most of the people are doing so uh, many people are keeping the frequency of their pushes uh, really low as in a one push per day is again I would say a little high in certain cases hmm. but uh, because they don't want to make it a lot of a nuisance value to their subscribers but uh, yes, that is how uh, a lot of our clients are using Push Crew to, you know, eventually lead the subscribers to take some action. What kind of results are you seeing there? So you said like five to ten percent opt-in rate at the very top of the funnel, if you will. Uh, maybe a little bit further down, tell us, for example, uh, what, what percent of uh, people are clicking on the push notification and then any other corresponding data that you have. We'd be really interested in knowing kind of just generally what do you see there? So, yeah, I was saying that I have seen uh, a few of my clients have come back to me and said that they're getting click rates of up to 20%, 18 to 20%. Uh, so the click rates via a push notification uh, are much higher than what you get via email marketing campaigns. Because on email marketing, uh, we have a lot of data on the internet present where it says that it's not more than 2 to 3%, the click rates. So, in fact, the open rates are uh, actually very poor in email campaigns. 
but in case of push notifications we are seeing a good healthy 18 to 20 percent one of our customers had seen i remember almost a 40 percent click rate on one of their notifications wow so that was really staggering but uh, that was a one odd case yeah, I know for us, we've been seeing um, high, really high click-through rates as well, especially you bring up that point of email, you know, and so there's all these uh, channels, obviously, and ways that people can communicate with their prospective clients and their current clients. So we've got email, direct mail, social media, you know, all these different ways. But, you know, I've found email is great, but it's also so saturated. You know, people's inboxes are um, really clouded with lots of emails. So it's awesome that you guys have been able to deliver um, another channel by which people can opt-in, say yes to something that they want to learn about, and then give um, themselves the opportunity to share some information. I think Dave actually has some statistics for I us. do. How did you know? <laughs> yeah, so I went into our little dashboard here and pulled up. I'm just going to tell you, folks, the last couple of uh, pushes that we did and just give you the, the CTR, the click-through rate. So we had 10%, we had 16%, 14%, 10%, 21% and 22%. So yeah, right in line there with what you were saying the the CTRs are. And so you're th you're yeah. saying that we're within the average there. Is that right? Right. That's right. So we have room to improve and be one of the best. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> yeah. So I think it depends a lot on the time during which you send your push notifications. If a lot of your subscriber base, I'm sure, would be from the USA. So if you time it, uh, you know, the, the, the particular notification on which you saw 21% click rate, just notice at what time of the day you had pushed it and maybe try sending your next couple of pushes at the same time and see if you're getting a better click rate then. Uh, let's see. Interestingly, that was at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, the one where we had a 22% was at 5 o'clock. And let me see the low ones where we were at 10%. That was 8 o'clock in the morning and one o'clock yeah, that's too early okay well we'll we'll check that out yeah great thank you for that tidbit so um we're in the midst of a series specifically talking about digital marketing and how we people can use different channels to drive leads and sales and so i was wondering if you guys can give an example of um, what you've seen push notifications do in conjunction with other channels to drive results a lot of our clients uh See, as you already, as I already established, push notifications are uh, a modern substitute to uh, bulk emails and email marketing. So a lot of our clients have already been using email services, uh, and when they move to push notification, they have a huge chunk of uh, subscribers of their emails ready. But unfortunately, that is not of much use for push crew because push crew does not collect the email IDs or the phone numbers or the IP addresses of the subscribers. It just collects subscribers based on their unique subscription ID. So we cannot import an existing email data into our database and you know convert your email subscribers to your push subscribers. But what a lot of our uh, customers are doing is that they are using their email tool to educate their their subscribers about the push notification and they are asking them via email to subscribe uh, when they land on the website to click on the allow button and to subscribe to the push notifications. So Kalpak, I'm curious, I know that you have an API I recall seeing on your website. Would love to know what can users do with your API that they can't do through your user interface? Sure, so uh, our API playground as we, as we like to call it, it uh, really enables uh, the users to do a lot of stuff with their push crew. Uh, for example, using the API, they can trigger the opt-in box only on the specific web pages and not all the web pages. They can, uh, you know, 
create segment uh, segments of their subscribers they can add subscribers to per to particular segment or they can remove subscribers from a particular segment uh, they can uh, send notifications uh, to a certain list of subscriber or even to an individual subscriber if they want to using the api Got it. Okay, so what I could start to do then is to segment different groups of uh, subscribers based on the page or pages that they're landing on. Am I understanding you correctly? Yeah, so segmentation is uh, something that uh, we are working towards building it as a, a dashboard feature. Uh, it's going to be coming soon, but right now it's it has to be done via the API. And what uh, how our customers use segmentation is that uh, most of them use it geographically where if the website has traffic coming from uh, let's say for example all over the globe so they would segment their uh, subscribers on their website based on the geography based on the IP and uh, the, they would create a separate bucket for people subscribing in from US from the Europe uh, from India and then they would accordingly send notifications based on those times or if they're running uh, a uh, if they're running a promotion code only for the U.S. subscribers, they would send it to only the U.S. Seg segment and so on. And you mentioned one of your top verticals is uh, or would be SaaS companies. And so I'm curious, I would assume you consider yourself a SaaS company. How do you use your service to uh, drive your business? Uh, and and more generally, what kinds of marketing tactics are you using to acquire customers? You mentioned that you have around 5,000 businesses that are now using Push Crew. How do you acquire customers? To uh, market our own product, given that we are a SaaS uh, product ourselves, I think one of the things is that we are by ourselves a huge content creator. If you look at our blog, if you look at uh, some of the content we're producing. We also just made a report based on the state of push notifications in 2016. Uh, we are writing a blogger uh, starter kit for bloggers on push notifications. So there's a lot of good stuff that we are doing to create value for our uh, users. And to and to give all of these to our, peop uh, to our uh, users, we sort of use push notifications on our blog on most of our pages, on most of our resources pages, on most of our case study pages. For, for instance, a user who is signed on to our uh, notifications gets a case study about um, a, a blog or an e-commerce website doing well with certain kinds of tactics, right? And then uh, they start using it. And uh, so even on your website, so um, uh, you, if you could see, if you look at the opt-in, there's a small box that says, there's a small uh, line that says powered by push crew. And this is um, when people click on this, they come back to a website. So it's it's in our own business, it's in our own interest to give it to as many people as possible, and we do so. We sold to, for instance, smaller blogs, smaller uh, you know smaller businesses. We would want them to get more value out of our uh, out of our product. But for instance, if you're um, if you're if you're if you're in mid market and above, and if you're an enterprise, we give you a lot more features based on it. So we don't want the the little guys to pay us money. But we want to create value for the bigger guys. So this is one of the ways in which we are uh, trying to market ourselves. And um, uh, what else are we doing? Be mostly it's a lot of product marketing. It's a lot of content marketing. And it's also a lot of uh, paid uh, AdWords marketing. Because right now, I think uh, a lot of people are aware of the fact that web push notifications are a thing. And people are trying to use it. And which involves, again, a lot of educational content that we are also putting up on the website so people can understand what this is and how they can use it and so on. Yeah. 
And so out of the three groups of customers that you described, the, the SaaS company, the e-commerce and such, which is the largest group of customers that you have? Uh, the largest group of customers is e-commerce, yes. Is e-commerce. Okay, so these are folks that are selling uh, products online. Um, it, are there any retail locations that also use it? So if there's a, a clicks and bricks type company, are you seeing push notifications used in that scenario as well? So we have a couple of smaller websites that do that, uh, but this is not... Uh, but. I don't think the overwhelming, um, you know, majority is this. We have a couple of people who are using it, for instance, for coupons okay. and for local uh, local coupons and stuff. And that's been and we had a really big Nordic company which does it also use it for a while. Um, and uh, yeah, so I I think it it is a use case, but overwhelming majority is uh, e-commerce. And just to clarify, on e-commerce, I think it it's just not uh, e-commerce as an Amazon. Or a big uh, uh, e-com play, it could be something like a smaller crafts company as well. So uh, when I say e-commerce, it's mean people creating value of some sort of the other on the on the internet. And do you see any differences in how marketers in a B two B organization use Push Crew versus B two C? So in terms of B two C, as I said, uh, they are using mainly to drive the traffic to their websites to their highest performing content and to the product where they want the sales. In case of B2B, so I think uh, you're asking about agencies, marketing agencies, is that right? Uh, no, I mean specifically, it could be agencies, but, but any company like a SaaS company, let's say, that's marketing to other businesses versus an e-commerce site that's marketing to consumers. I'm just curious if there are any distinguishing attributes around how they use Pushcrew in those two different scenarios. So one difference uh, I can say, I can think of right now at the top of my head, is that uh, the, normally the B2C companies show their opt-in as soon as the visitor lands on their page, but many of the B2C, B2B companies have uh, deployed their opt-in once the customer signs in. So oh. once somebody has an account with them, and after they sign into their account, only then they see the opt-in for the notifications. So they don't, but they don't want to bombard all their visitors, but they they want they use it to interact with and re-engage with their existing uh, customers. I'm curious, what's on your product roadmap that you think marketers uh, should be excited about? What should they know about that you're planning to implement that's going to give them even more value from their push notifications? Right. Um, uh, that's a very good question, Dave, because... Uh, I think we've been thinking about this in terms of an organization, in terms of a company, in terms of product people, we've been thinking about this hard and long. So the one thing that's coming up and that's very one important thing that we've been working on for a while is uh, drip, uh, what we call the drip and what we might name something else. So here's, here's how that's going to work. Uh, if you're going to, um, this is basically event triggered, for instance, if you have, if you send a push notification and that someone clicks on something and they go on and do something. And after that, you don't have to, they don't necessarily have to be, uh, receive that kind of notification. Again, you can put them on a completely different segment or a completely different channel, however you call it. So this means that you can have, you can segment your users based on clicks to your own notifications, which means that you can basically nurture them. It's basically um, what we call lead nurturing in push notifications. So this is one of the things that we are doing. We are also trying to put in into our product a lot of uh, AI-based features and sort of machine learning. So when I say machine learning, I say uh, I mean that if, for instance, our system realizes that you are uh, that, for instance, that 
if the pixels in ink podcast is uh, sending push notifications and you get a lot of uh, uh, engagement at around 5 p.m. in the evening it will urge you to send the notification that you're scheduling at 5 it will tell you that at 5 it will be better it will tell you that if you use this word or that word you've probably you probably get more engagement so try to use this call to action based on based on and based on each person's data based on each accounts earlier data so this is one of the things that we're trying to you know figure out and do uh, and I, I think this we are putting in place a lot of uh, you know really 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 uber cool stuff to get all this stuff done that's cool i know yeah it's it, it's again coming back to that sending the right message to the right person at the right time and you guys have figured out a way your company has figured out a way to cut through the clutter of some of the other more saturated channels get people to opt into things that they want to hear about deliver that message to them and then now give your marketers the ability to nurture them based on the interactions that they have that's that's beautiful uh, one thing, if if you don't mind yeah. me asking, and if you um, if you're comfortable uh, sharing, I'm just curious how many people work on Push Crew. So you mentioned there's there's uh, at least the four people uh, on the sales team. Um, there's a marketing team, and I'm sure the rest of your resources are more heavily allocated to engineering. Can you just give us a sense for how many people work on different the different parts of Push Crew? It's a little more than uh, 50, 55 people who work on Push Crew at this point of time. It's quite a it's it's quite a small team, and it's growing very fast. Uh, there's around five or six people in marketing, four or five in sales, and all of the others are engineers. So obviously you get the idea about how engineering heavy we are. And forgive me, where in India are you? So Wingify is headquartered in New Delhi, the capital. Okay. Uh, but Push Crew mostly sits out of Pune in the west. So you have two locations then? We, are, we also have an office in New York. Oh, really? Oh. Okay. And wh what yeah. happens out of New York? So there's uh, there's a small sales division that works out of New York. It services our bigger accounts for Visual Website Optimizer. So these are like really big accounts that we need uh, someone to look after. And so we have a couple of salespeople and an account manager. So it's been really great having you guys on the show. It's been educational for me as well as I know our listeners are definitely getting value out of it. And I'm sure many of them are going to want to get in contact with you guys. So what's the best way to do so? Yeah, the best way... Uh... There are many ways to reach out to us. We are very easily reachable. Uh, the one easy way to reach out to us is just drop us a note at sales at pushcrew.com. And uh, if possible, do mention that you're coming in from the Pixels and Ink podcast. And uh, uh, we'll be able to give you a special discount that you're running for the listeners. And uh, Or you can maybe also land up on our website and sign up for a free account. And one of us will get in touch with you right away. Or there is an inquiry page that you can fill in and reach out to us. There are many different ways. It's very easy to reach us. So you, I heard you mention that you have a special discount code for Pixels and Ink listeners. First of all, thank you so much. Uh, this is going to be great. Uh, do you want to give our listeners some details about that? Yeah. So we have uh, created a special discount code for all the uh, people who would sign up on Push Crew via this podcast. Uh, it's PI10 for Pixels and Ink 10 and uh, it'll give you a straight 10% off on the pricing. Awesome. So listeners, make sure to head over to Push Crew and start now. You can start uh, delivering your messages to people uh, via your own push notifications. And uh, one more thing I also wanted to mention, I know you guys said that you're coming out with that or you just came out with uh, the report about the state of push notifications. We absolutely want to get that out to our listeners too. So listeners, stay tuned. We will make sure to um, get that available to you to, as well. Thank you, gentlemen, both so much for being here today. Thank you for having Thank you.
Awesome, guys. I think that was a great conversation with two gentlemen who are quite passionate about what they do. They are. I, I really loved hearing that and also the <laughs> the stand-up comedy uh, aspect uh, to to their career. I wish we could have heard some. I know, but I guess we'll have to take it offline. Yeah, it's not applicable to <laughs> U.S. audiences, but no problem. So yeah, that was a great conversation, and I just want to impress upon everybody who's listening: if you're considering, gee, how could this help me or my business? Um, how could this help my customers? If you're providing services to to a customer base, it's really quite easy to get started. As you heard in the conversation, it doesn't take a lot, and we would highly encourage you, Mackenzie and I would encourage you to take up uh, the guys on that offer. P I-10, yep. if I recall correctly, that was is the very offer generous code. Of them. Yeah. Uh, take a look and see what you think. Get get your hands uh, dirty, get your feet wet, and uh, take it for a test run. See what you think. Yeah. So again, as always, uh, go head over to our blog. Our Their contact information will be there. And I know, they, as I mentioned in the episode, uh, they are content marketers yep. at their first passion. So they've got a ton of great information, resources, educational stuff that you want to check out. So check it out. Get interested. And then also think about those amazing statistics that they said that people are seeing. You know, are you getting those engagement rates on your email campaigns or some of the other traditional yeah. methods? Yeah, we definitely don't get those yeah, in our we, emails. Yeah, we definitely don't. So um, it's a great way to uh, reach the audi- audience in a way that they're not yet saturated in. And then use it a part of as a part of your multi-channel uh, marketing and see how it works. We want to hear from you. So let us know. And make sure to come back next week. We still have a number of great topics lined up for you. Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Instagram. Pinterest. And so we we want to make sure that we're bringing you the latest tips and tricks and tactics that marketers are using there. So make sure to tune back in. Join us next week as we continue in this journey of all things digital marketing. And do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that we can share the love and everyone can get uh, some new information. Beautiful. All right, folks, we'll have a great rest of the week. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Pixels and Ink podcast with Mackenzie Farshid and Dave Rosendahl. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit mindfirestudio.com slash blog. We look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, keep testing your marketing to find out what works for you and your business and get ready for your leads and revenue to grow. We'll see you in the next episode. sounds good today yeah it's decent come on that was good <laughs> probably sounds better to you than it does to me oh. uh, 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 uh. okay